sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. For many of us, when we think about God's care for the world, we think of the big things that are going on in the world. But in fact, the Lord cares about everything that's happening in the world. And not just the world, everything in my life, even what I would consider the tiniest and most insignificant things, God cares about all of it. But what does that mean? And is that really true? And how do we know? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's, today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or if you have ideas for, f- for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email. And the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Uh, I'm joined in the studio by my alternating co-host. Is that what we're doing now, alternating? Well, apparently, it's, I, I kind of looked back at like, for Every now and then, I'll throw in a random, like, Emily Leadham kind of person. Right. But between you and Robin, you know, it's the R's. It's it's the two R's. You need to the have dueling a, comp- R's. Need a competition. Robin and Renee. Decide this once and for all. <laughs> Who's it going to be? <laughs> I have to I have to compliment you. Your your intro, there? like that was the most clearly you've spoken in an intro like ever. I have to tell you, it was beautiful. So uh if you're on video, that's what we call a backhanded compliment <laughs> if there ever was one. Uh thanks, Renee. You're welcome. <laughs> um so we are going to talk the context for this, because this impacts both of us, mm-hmm. something that we're uh, doing in the Diocese of Zoo Falls is kind of just looking uh, every month at sort of a common theme mm-hmm. that we might be addressing. So uh, Catholic Views, a couple weeks ago, you had Father Chuck Simple on, mm-hmm. and he talked about being docile and supple, yes. or docile. Robin, uh, one of her recent episodes, we talked about docility as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wanted to look at it from a diff- slightly different perspective. And sort of the impetus, at least for me in this, are two of the great feasts, actually technically solemnities, mm. that we're celebrating here in March. And depending when you're listening to this, um, when folks are listening to this, we're about to, well... I think I know both of kind them. Kind of celebrate. So what are the two solemnities? Well, the one is the Assumption. Yep. Nope. Nope. I'm sorry. The Annunciation. Yep. Good correction. Good catch. Um, good catch. And I think the other is St. Joseph, the yeah. Feast of St. Joseph, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. So we're in March, so March, March 19th is the Solemnity of St. Joseph, and March 25th is the Solemnity of the Annunciation. Always the 25th, because nine months for when Jesus is born on exactly. December 25th. Yeah. Why do we celebrate? <laughs> because the Annunciation is when Gabriel comes to Mary mm-hmm. to announce God's desire, his will, mm-hmm. that she be the mother of the Messiah. Right. And in fact, the mother, not even just that, the mother of God. And of course, she says, let it be done to me according to thy word. And, and all creation cheered. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, and why March 25th? Well, because that's nine months before right. Jesus' right. birthday. Uh, Christmas. So, um, sad fact this year, though, Renee. March 19th falls on a Sunday. What was the, um, what was St. Joseph's feast day? 19th. 19th? Well, they put it to, do they put it to Monday? Or Tuesday. Did you I thought I looked on my do calendar. Some homework? Well, I you know what I you didn't prepared? not for the show. I, I know. 
I was looking at planning Catholic future Catholic views yeah. episodes, and yeah. I was looking at that, and I was like, oh, St. Joseph's Feast is so Monday this, or Tuesday. I can't remember which one it was. So um, often in ordinary time, when a solemnity like Peter and Paul in mm-hmm. June, when that falls on a Sunday, we celebrate it that Sunday. Right. However, the Sundays of Lent trump solemnities. Ah, uh, okay. So Same we, with Advent, too, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, so we, I can't remember what the night, the 19th of March will probably be the fourth Sunday, I think for the fourth Sunday yeah. of Lent. So the fourth, so the fourth Sunday of Lent takes precedence over the Solemnity of St. Joseph, but the church says, no, it's still important that we celebrate, right. um, the Solemnity of St. Joseph. So we're, yeah, we're going to move it to Monday, mm-hmm. the 20th. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? I do not. D- a day off from work? And not from work. <laughs> Because that would be great. <laughs> Not from work, especially for Elise and the rest of the communication staff. Oh. We appreciate. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, sure. No, uh, day off from something else. Uh, oh, if you oh. if you so desire. Yeah, from your the things you gave up for Lent. Yeah, yeah. You, we're we're free to obviously don't have to give them right. up, but it is it is permitted, uh, in a sense, appropriate to um, lighten your Lenten penances and right. resolutions. Which is actually why Bishop DeGrude put out a dispensation for St. Patrick's Day, which lands on a Friday this yeah. year. Yeah, so depending when you're listening to this... Probably be already over. Well, but. yeah, but this I think this often gets posted on Friday. So today, guess yeah. what? If you're listening to this as soon as it went on, just it's make the sure 17th. You, just make sure you read the dispensation because it is not a carte blanche. Is it out already? It is. Is it recording? Yeah. Okay. It, okay. It's not a carte blanche like eat meat all day long. It's if you're celebrating a St. Patrick's... Feast. Feast. You may have That doesn't meat. mean that you're going out and having Irish beer. Or having meat at breakfast, meat at lunch, meat at... Because right. you're probably not celebrating St. Patrick's Day at every meal. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going right. to be able to convince my husband of that, but I will Uh-oh. try. <laughs> there we go. Do your best. So we have the Solemnity of, of St. Joseph um, and the Solemnity of the Annunciation. And in both of these... These, these great figures, obviously, great saints. Mary's the greatest saint. Many people, there's no ranking beyond. Mary's the greatest saint. Mm-hmm. There's no ranking after that. Um, but but many saints consider St. Joseph to be right up there. Right. Um, Which is why he gets mentioned in the Eucharistic prayers. Exactly, exactly. Both of them, this this theme that, you, um, that you've touched on already, that we've touched on in Ignition, you and Catholic views, Robin and I, Ignition, docility to God's will. Mm-hmm. We see that very much in both of them. St. Joseph, you know, it's, um, well, folks listening to this or watching may have not, you know, St. Joseph, we don't know a word of his as recorded in scripture. Right. He's spoken to um, the angel of the mm-hmm. Lord, tells him, hey, don't worry, Mary's with child because of the Holy Spirit. She hasn't been unfaithful to you. And he's obedient to God as revealed a God as, as God reveals his his will to him through an angel more than once in a dream. Right, right. Also to flee to Egypt. But he but he's he's a, a, a silent witness mm-hmm. that way of obedience to the Lord's will. Mary obviously obedient to the Lord's will. Be it done mm-hmm. to me according to thy to the uh, be it done to me according to thy word, she says to Gabriel. Um so related to that, though, kind of the, the particular angle, though, that I, I want to take today speaks more to God's providence, the, his his will about everything. Mm-hmm. So as I said in the open, I think, you know, we think, we, we hope at least that God is, We when I say we hope, there are just, there are times we're going through life and things are going, I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? 
Yes, um, <laughs> I've had a few moments well, like that. So I think I, as I was pre- as I was preparing for uh, today's for this episode, um, I was thinking about three years ago this month. Three years ago this month, Renee, what was going on? COVID. COVID, right? It and blew up. It blew up, and and Bishop DeGrood recorded, uh, I think, a video um, in which he talked about a painting. Uh, which portrays the uh, calming of the sea, but it starts with Jesus asleep yes. in yes. the stern. It was of his the first boat. true, true good and beautiful series, I believe. Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he he talked about the significance of Jesus being asleep because we feel like, especially when there's a like, as we remember that everything was literally, literally shutting down. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of us went to work from home if we were able to, and all those things. It was a lot easier to drive around Sioux Falls for the next <laughs> couple months. Let me tell you that, uh, because people weren't, you know, we were concerned. Weren't going anywhere. But, yeah, yeah. Weren't, weren't going anywhere. Um, and that was this idea of, all right, Lord, where are you in this pandemic? Mm-hmm. So we do ask those questions about those big things, but I, I don't. Okay, all right. The Lord cares about this. But are we as conscious about the fact that he cares, in fact, about everything mm-hmm. in my life? Mm-hmm. I don't think we are. But this, uh, oh, for sure. Because actually, when you, you had mentioned that we were going to be talking about this today, um, one of the things I mentioned is you always hear people, like if someone, uh, a football player, um, oh, yeah. might yeah. make the sign of the cross or he's yeah. praying before a game or whatever, they're like, God doesn't care about your football game. Well, I don't know that that's really true. Right. Yep. So this is a good topic to talk yep. about. Yeah. He, God cares literally about, and it's so fitting, therefore, that you have your <laughs> nice Green Bay Packers uh, mug here. <laughs> oh, it, oh. Is, has Aaron come out of the darkness yet, or is that still a... He has. Okay. He has, he has come out of his silent, dark retreat. His silent, dark retreat. Uh, <laughs> yes, he has. Um the, the, the church is very clear on this. Mm-hmm. This is the consistent witness of our Christian faith that God cares. So, of course, people like, well, he must not care because the Vikings didn't win the Super Bowl again. Well. So did 31 other, 30 exactly. other teams 30 didn't other win teams the Super Bowl. Did, yeah. Um, she, yeah. <laughs> we could get really far afield. We could. Really quickly. <laughs> Uh, but I, what I want to do is, is just read a little bit from the Catechism. This is paragraph 303 in the Catechism. And this is, again, under the section... Oh, little preface to this. This is under the section. This, this section of the Catechism is titled, God Carries Out His Plan, Divine Providence. The larger context of this part of the Catechism is about God as the creator. So this reality that God um, cares about everything falls under the category, if you will, of of the truth that he is the creator. Mm-hmm. And and I even sometimes like to to do a variation on the idea of God as the creator. Because when we think of God as the creator, it's easy, I think, for a lot of us to think about how to, to, to compare God to somebody who winds up a clock mm-hmm. and then puts it puts it on the shelf. Yes. Um, like, okay, so God's the creator. So he wound up creation. He said it and my favorite metaphor, then he went bowling yeah. or to There's a particular name for that. Is it a deist? Yeah, that's basically deism. deism. Yeah. Um, but God did start the universe. It's true. 
but he's always holding all of the universe in existence. In fact, the section right before the one that we're going to look at is subtitled, God upholds and sustains his creation. So paragraph 301 of the Catechism says, with creation, God's, God does not abandon his creatures to themselves. So it's not like he just started it and then went to Tahiti right. or bowling or whatever right. he wants to do in his spare time. <laughs> he not only gives them being existence, but also and every moment upholds and sustains them in being, enables them to act and brings them to their final end. Mm-hmm. So God is the creator. God is the creating one. God didn't, he, he created, yes, and he is creating right now. Mm-hmm. All of creation is in this moment being created by God. Now, and now, and now, and now. <laughs> Every instant, God is creating everything. Right. That means he's conscious of everything all the time. And we, well, how does he have time to think about literally every, every atom, every subatomic particle? Well, it's, he's God. Yeah, he's not it's, us. It's not a problem. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, I got so many things to keep track of. It's a breeze. <laughs> Um, so that's some context, right? He is, and, and this, this flows right into the doctrine of his divine providence, mm-hmm. but specifically paragraph 303 in the catechism says the witness of scripture is unanimous that the solicitude of divine providence is concrete and immediate. So God's solicitude, his care, um, the care of divine, the solicitude of divine providence, his care for things is concrete. It's very specific. Mm-hmm. And it's immediate. It's it's now. It's like, well, I'll think about that later. No, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> right. Catechism goes on. This is the church's official teaching. God cares for all from the least things to the great events of the world and its history. The sacred books, that is scripture. The sacred books powerfully affirm God's absolute sovereignty over the course of events. So a sovereign, like a king, mm-hmm. like God's in charge of everything, his absolute sovereignty over the course of events. So he's not surprised by anything. He's like, Whoa, I didn't see that coming. The Vikings actually won the Super Bowl. How did I let that happen? Oh my goodness. Well, he will be saying last that. night, last night as we're recording this. No, listen, listen, pay attention. I'm paying attention. Okay. Snarky comments to Elise. Um, my fourth Alexi said, dad, with all sincerity, do you think the Vikings will win the Super Bowl in my lifetime? <laughs> and you said, no, honey, no. I Alexi, don't. <laughs> Alexi just literally turned 14 years old. I'm like, oh, hmm. probably. I, I say no. In her life. Come on. <laughs> wow. Haters going to hate, I guess. Someday, I think they will. I think they will. I'm, I'm, in, in the lifetime of a now I think the chances are pretty good. I think, in, I think in her lifetime. Sometime in the next probably 70 years. You'll certainly years. go to another Super Bowl. Anyway, absolute sovereignty get out and over Robin the course will be forever of your co-host. <laughs> only a couple more weeks. He's, uh, the Bible affirms God's absolute sovereignty over the, over the course of events. Our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases, Psalm 115 tells us. And so it is with Christ, who opens and no one shall shut, who shuts and no one opens, Revelation chapter 3. As the book of Proverbs state, many are the plans in the mind of, of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will be established. And that's from, well, Proverbs, as it says. Uh, and, and this is, you forget about, so um, Jesus talks about how um, God's counted every you know hair in mm-hmm. your head and so on. 
so it, it's true about us in a particular way, but it's literally true about everything. Everything that happens in creation. Mm-hmm. Everything. Um, the poor turtle that I ran over driving down the highway. You didn't. Uh, like once I did, I think. I think once. <laughs> okay. I did, there's, turtles are not out right now. It's March, for goodness sake. <laughs> Oh, there's all kinds of hand gestures going on from over here, Elise. Elise, are, are you mic'd up today? Do you, do you no, want to contribute to Ignition this week? No, I ran over a turtle. I'm just, I looked in the middle of you and it was just a spinning turtle. I thought that meant, hey, let's move on here. Forget about the turtles. That's what I thought that gesture meant. Sorry, I didn't mean to say yeah. a minute. Oh, okay. Um, everything that happens in creation, God cares about. It, it's bad radio to just leave silence, so I can't right now. Right. But I really would want people who are listening or watching to think and even pray about that. Not just in so in Renee's life, in Chris's life, in Elise's life. There's nothing, nothing that God doesn't care about. And for us, the three of us, as faithful, believing, praying people, um, I think we, most of us, speaking for myself now, not the two of you, most of us have not internalized that truth. I don't live every day, all day, with a deep abiding awareness of the fact that there is nothing in my life that God doesn't care about. As we're recording today, I woke up at 4.50 in the morning. That was definitely earlier than I planned to wake up. God cares, cared and cares about the fact that I woke up crazy early this morning. He cares about the fact that right now I might keel over with exhaustion. It's not that bad. It's not or have bad. a heart attack caffeine from all is, the is caffeine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're joking about that. I'm, 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 I'm speaking about it with levity. You're laughing at it, but, but, but it's true. Mm-hmm. He cares about the tiniest little annoyances of our lives, and even more, he cares about the tiny little things that happen with the wild, the squirrels running out around in my backyard. <laughs> he cares about everything, and I. Again, this is kind of where this is something to ponder and to pray with. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is this is almost like an action item, but we're seven, nine minutes. We still have nine minutes to go. But I, I really encourage myself and those who are listening to think about and pray with this truth. And, and even more specifically, ask. I'm, I'm going to ask God to help me live this truth mm-hmm. in a fuller way. Mm-hmm. Um, to live every moment. Well, yeah, the goal would be to live every moment with awareness that right now God is thinking of me, loving me, creating me in existence, and everything that happens in my life, everything that happens in my life is done with his care and attention, his solicitude, to right. use the word of the catechism. Right. I just threw a lot at you. Well, I actually have a question, but I'm, I'm afraid it might throw off the conversation. Mm, if it's about the Packers, don't It's ask. not about the Packers. Okay. Gosh. Um, so you say that God is always creating and he cares about everything. So if he's always creating, is he always in control of everything? So I know we have free will, 
So he obviously doesn't mm. control every single thing that we decide to do. So how does that all play together? If he's creating and in control, do because you know sometimes people will be like, "Well, I'm just going to let God do it." Well, you you can't just like sit back and be like, "God's going to run my life now." So these two things, I told you, this is going to like throw off the conversation. No, 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 no. no. <clears throat> right now, I'm holding this pen. Mm-hmm. I have not yet decided whether or not I'm going to drop it. Okay, but God knows. I might but he's it. not making you do it. No, he's not making me he do it. He just knows. He knows what I'm going to do. And in fact, uh, he is creating the muscles and tendons <laughs> that will either permit me to continue holding it or to drop it. And the neurons firing from my head I see where to you're going. Hand. Okay. So he, the, again, God's absolute sovereignty over the course of events, I am, and this is, there is, there is a, it's not, well, it is kind of a mystery, but um, I am free, but he knows what I'm going to do. I'm still right. free, right? but he knows what I'm going yeah, to do. Yeah, just because he knows it doesn't mean you aren't choosing it yourself. Correct. And he's, so the, the, there, there is a mystery that comes in. When I choose to, if, if I chose to lean across the table right now and slap you <laughs> upside the head, here, here's the, here's the, He's permitting, he's creating me and my hand and those neurons that are firing and my intellect, mm-hmm. which is a spiritual reality, mm-hmm. as I'm deciding, I'm not actually going to do it, obviously, <laughs> where I would decide to do that, he would be creating me as I'm doing it. That's where the, this gets into the providence and the scandal of evil, right. that God permits evil in the world. Then he would very quickly be putting in your head, oops, I should probably go to confession for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hello. uh, Yep. I know that I let you do that, Bergwald, but now there are consequences to your actions. That's right. (laughs) I don't know why God's speaking with such German accents, but that's what I did. Um, So, no, so I I am free. Um, But what, what was your question, though? Uh, well, just, just the idea of him creating yep. and that implies some sort of control over oh, yeah, things yeah. that are happening. Yeah. He knows what I'm going yeah. to do and he might be encouraging me, prompting yeah. me, but I'm still a right. free moral agent. So he's not exerting so much control that we'd lose our free will. Correct. Right. We do not lose our free will. Right. Um, this is why damnation is a possibility. Like, right. like if you play a, what, what the, it's most, the most significant consequences are of our freedom. This is why my eternal damnation is a possibility right. because God permits my free will. Right. So he, he, he will allow me if I were to reject him forever. Sure. He will not, he loves me and he desires my love back, right. but my, but, but love of its nature must be a free act. Yeah. And even if you reject him, he continues creating. He does. You. Forever. So right That's now. That's a lot of love right there. It's a lot. Right, right <laughs> now, God is holding Satan in existence. Oh, gosh. Boy, when you. It's true. Yeah. That's, Every created thing. That's heavy, Bergwald. Including. Engine, I know. <laughs> I know. And I think, but I do think Lent is a good time to ponder this. Yeah. Um, and this is, yeah. Part of the mystery of creation. So we still have about four minutes left. So. Yeah, grand scale, personal scale. Let it sink in at least a little bit more than it did before. The yeah. reality that God is in charge of everything. So when you think about that, and other questions that come to you to your mind, 
how might you, Renee, live this out or seek to grow mm-hmm. in an awareness? Um, what difference does it make knowing this? Anything along those lines for yourself or the listener who's tuning in? Well, I think it does, like... If you, if you think about that more often and, oh, you're just driving down the road and, you know, God is creating you to, it really, if you think about that more often, you're just thinking about God more often and it'll make, make you more aware of how close he is to you all the yes. time. Yes. St. Augustine so. said that God is closer to me than I am to myself. Yeah. Which is, again, when you, oh yeah, I mean, some of us, <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. No, stop and think about that. Yeah. How can, how can he be closer to me than I'm, I mean, you can't like get closer me. to me than me. How? <laughs> no, but he is. Yeah. He is. He, he literally knows my ins and outs. Mm-hmm. He knows every, every subatomic particle that makes up my being at every mm-hmm. moment and every instant. He knows me far better than I know myself. Right. It makes me think of that, lo- the line from the Anima Christi, uh, Blood of Christ inebriate me because mm-hmm. to me inebriate has maybe a little uh, has a couple different meanings, but that just makes me think of like he's getting into every cell, oh, every yeah. every yeah. bit of yeah. your body. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was something else that you had just said that remind. Oh, so for me, like I, I said, Lord, help me to be aware of this. And the, when when we when we are aware of this, even if it's just. Uh, Maybe it's not as often as we want to be aware. When we really are aware of this truth, it does free us mm-hmm. from worry and fear and anxiety. Yeah. My heavenly father, who is the creator of the universe, the creating one, is in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. So I need not worry. I need not fear. How many times does Jesus in the gospel say to his disciples, be not, not afraid. afraid? John Paul II not literally the first thing he said when he was elected Pope, but among the first things he said, and he said it constantly to us living. So late seventies, early eighties world stage. I mean, nuclear annihilation mm-hmm. was a real possibility. <laughs> yes. uh, a lot of confusion in the church. I mean, so like our own time mm-hmm. war in the Ukraine with the possibility of no, some people worried going nuclear mm-hmm. confusion in the church. Be not afraid. God is in charge of everything. Right. Even though we don't always, like, why are you permitting this? That's that's a fair question. Mm-hmm. But 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 the, the truth behind the question is, he is permitting it. He's, uh, I, I was, I said in the early days, God was not surprised by COVID. Right. God was not surprised by the unrest that unfolded in our in our country and cities across our country. That's he knew everything before it happened. Mm-hmm. He knew as it was unfolding, he was aware of it. So that should give us, you know, our bishop Bishop DeGroote talks about riding the wave of grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and to me, this is one way in which we're invited to wa- ride the wave of grace. Yep. That is with a trust in God's divine providence that he is again as the catechism said he's says he's carrying out his plan and so we need not be afraid we need not be anxious we need not worry about anything mm-hmm. Renee uh any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode no you made me think pretty hard I mean <laughs> <laughs> well, I did a lot of talking you must have been a lot of pondering 
I was doing a lot of pondering, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's really deep stuff. It's, it is. It takes time to let that all sink Amen. in. Amen. Amen. So I think it, to pray with it is a good yeah. thing to do. Yeah, Great. for sure. Thanks, Renee. You bet. And folks, folks that will wrap, wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any questions about this episode or ideas for future ones. Until next time, may God bless you.